0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money.
0: Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. In the meantime, we'll start with a bit of a head melting theological question. What gender is God? Obviously, Jesus was born a man, but does the same apply to the other two parts of the Trinity? Shouldn't a God transcend such human restricted definitions? In the Church of England, they're actively considering making references to God the Father gender neutral. So could such an idea spread to other Christian denominations? Father Paddy Byrne is parish priest at Abbey Leagues Ballenachill in County Leash. Afternoon, Paddy.
1: Afternoon, Sean, and afternoon to all your listeners.
0: I suppose if you think about it, God, or what we refer to as God the Father, can't possibly have a gender.
1: Um, it's a big question on a Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> and I'm conscious of so much going on in people's lives. Uh, do we contemplate, for most of us, I think, not not evading the question, uh, to have a semblance of a God or a divinity or meaning and purpose. I think it's a deep search within the basic journey a lot of us are on and I suppose a lot of what we inherited in terms of our image of God has been given through successive generations and that that has been very much informed by a patriarchal culture who use uh, male dominant images and language in constructing uh, a God who invariably is connected as male. Now, I'm not going to go down theological heresies or orthodoxies here, But I think in my human search for meaning and purpose and a personal relationship with God that nourishes me with hope. And like many of your listeners need hope. We all need hope and a sense of grace, often in the more volatile moments of life. So I think you've named it very well there, Sean. I think God transcends gender. God transcends an awful lot of the limitations that society and culture and generations previous have placed not just on our creator God, but on members of God's family. We all painfully aware, particularly in Ireland, of those who have felt excluded from that wonderful grace of God's love and sense of mercy and connecting with the human spirit. So I think we're in a very positive space in time and a time when the culture is open and when I suppose we need to peel back and to draw from the rich tradition and the rich sense of ultimately the grace of Almighty God, bearing in mind that an awful lot of this territory we're talking about is based on faith, is uh, is has a, a, a base on mystery and where ultimately language and uh, rational dialogue alone doesn't hold up because at the core of our understanding of faith is or of God is faith mm. and faith of course leads to to mystery and wonder and all that ultimately language is difficult to come up with uh, to
0: construct yeah because language language can only describe limited concepts and gods by definition is, is an unlimited uh, concept but I, but I I assume this is over the years or over the centuries been something that theologians actually have debated and, and thought about
1: <laughs> absolutely I think like you know the the, the there was a moment, a particular moment in history, theologically the scandal of particularity, where our Creator God, this is a Christian concept, actually became enfleshed, became inscribed in a moment of history in an obscure place in the Middle East, born as a little baby boy, and ended up on a cross and then resurrected and informed a small movement that the spirit of that God being present among them through their baptism, and they became part of the family of the church. But of course, that took a long time for that to evolve, for a theology to be able to articulate that. And of course, it took a lot of divisions, a lot of heresies, a lot of wars and conflicts, so that people in time could own and articulate their faith. And I think faith is something, and indeed theology, whilst we hold on to the essential truth, it must also be open to the culture and present moment of the time we live in. So therefore, here, thankfully, in our culture, I think it's a far more egalitarian one. I think it's far more in terms of being aware of gender and inclusion, how we articulate the nature of our God must reflect the culture we find ourselves in as well.
0: Yeah, I suppose you could also say in a way it's actually nothing to do with those things. As a matter of actual fact, as you already said, God transcends gender, therefore it's incorrect to give any pronoun to God.
1: Well, yes. And again, not being dismissive of our conversation, (laughs) uh, for some it might be interesting, for others... I'm en route, Sean, to do a funeral of a young man. I've celebrated funerals galore, unfortunately, since Christmas. Uh, we know we're living in a time when many people are under pressure. We know, too, thankfully, we're living in a time when people find hope and in the spiritual, and indeed, always from our tradition. We've just celebrated St. Bridget's Feast Day. That, you know, we live in a long tradition, a rich history of Christian heritage, and that. In the moments of life, I find when we are not in control, when we find ourselves vulnerable, often we go back to the basics. Who am I? What am I about? Where do I discover resilience? Where do I find hope? And for many, that comes from their faith, from their spirituality, and from their humble search for meaning and purpose in life.
0: Yeah. the uh, it, But the fact that over centuries uh, god has been referred to as god the father and 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 is routinely referred to as he was that was there any kind of consensus about that decision
1: well again if you go back to the actual foundation of our creed you're going back 1600 years previous to us the famous council of nicaea that came up with you know we believe in one god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth but again that is the truth. That's a a, a strong, solid, theological, discerned fact in terms of the tradition I belong to. But on saying that, you know, we as a society have no problem using a reference to Mother Nature, for instance. And I'm sure in when a group of predominantly, and I would say exclusively, men met 600 years ago, that patriarchal gathering and indeed, hierarchical one, but used male images and language. So you know, I think we 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 take a step back in 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 terms of a long time ago. But God, and I think you've named it, Sean. And ultimately, this is the language of mystery. But that you know, God transcends gender. God transcends exclusivity. That many people have felt prohibited from belonging to a family that's an image of churches, that we are the family of God. Many of your listeners, uh, many of my parishioners that I serve haven't felt part of a family and felt excluded from thinking of women and thinking perhaps of people who have been uh, disconnected because of poor experiences of, of the church. And I think, you know, language is important. And um, one of the more important things that I'd be concerned of in relation to a synod that's ongoing is that we use a more inclusive language that includes as opposed to excludes, and particularly in terms of the gender question.
0: Mm. So, I mean, and as you know, the Church of England are having a bit of a think about this. Do you think that if this kind of question come up for debate within the Catholic Church, within the church here in Ireland, do you think a lot of your colleagues would be open to some kind of change in that regard?
1: Well, I think in terms of the language we use, it's always important. Uh, 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 Over 10 years ago, the the, the language we use in our liturgy uh, was revised and actually uh, has caused issues in terms of a very verbose and difficult language for for lots of people, including those who preside. Uh, But I think essentially there are bigger things uh, for us to address in terms of our structure, in terms of how we communicate, in terms of communicating the relevance of the Christian message in 2023. So ultimately I think vast majority of people who study and who enjoy the whole theological conversation I don't think would have any uh, problem in relation to the acknowledgement that God transcends gender and in order to name our Creator God and indeed in the Christian perspective in through Jesus Christ that we uh, include and use a more inclusive language when it comes to how we communicate the person of God and the relevance of that God in 2023.
0: Father Paddy Byrne thanks a million for talking to us today. Thanks Sean and good luck to all your listeners. Moncrief
1: Brought to you by Avant Money Think you're getting the best value from
0: your bank?